0: to me that the institutions that function in this country are clearly racist and they're built upon racism and the question then is how can black people inside this country move and then how can white people who say they're not a part of these institutions move and how do we begin to clear away the obstacles that we have in this society that make us live like human beings this country has never done that especially around the country of white or black so we need action self-reliance the vision of self and the future have been the only means by which the oppressed have seen and realized the light of their own freedom. Are you trained or are you educated? Search the history, cause then white lives that you deposit reflect your supremacy. Descendant the kings, Z-bones and forced to die in the street. Bible a gun, they forced and told me choose my defeat. All the pipeline the prison, how they influence the masses. This force that's psychological, every day we in classes. They no stopping our ascension. we're clearly something you not Make your hypocrisy, we see that your teachings are hard to die. My first lesson in living was learn the rules of this game. Recognize the rules of this game, this evil system is planned. Humanity started in Africa way before Europeans. They seen them dynasties thriving, that illness quickly began. To infiltrate on their human frame and poison their feeble mind. They the racist system constructing corrupted minds. The objective objectives remain programming servitude. Is how they do what they do. They did it to me, they'll do it to you, and it's to reproof. That your religion and education is all a method of training. White privilege, imperialism, genocide, they display it. The teachers, the deposit, the savior, and the oppressor. You only do what they tell you. They got your frame of my set up. Are you trained or are you educated? Search the history, cause then white lives that you deposit reflect your supremacy. Kings, long forced to die in the street. Bible, a gun, they forced and told me choose my defeat. It's all a pipeline of prison, how they influence the masses. This force is psychological, every day we in classes. They no stopping our attention, we're clearly something you not they Your hypocrisy, we see that your deacons are not to stop. You deny us African history, condition made us savage. You constantly irritate us, intentions to make us rabid. They quit with them civil rights and they talk affirmative action. The whole world has the blacks imagine the world without a black. Then you better trust and believe the races make it here. About fella, willing to die for future kings and queens and everyone of color. The puppeteers orchestrate through your television with coonery. You worry about some hot housewives, riches, gangster the buffoonery. Awaken to reality, we're in domestic genocide. It's economic slavery. The dollar chains enslave your mind. Illusion of progress, self evaluate and self educate. Education's commodity needed, self reservation. Are you trained to argue? Educated, search the history Cause then white lies that you deposit Reflect your supremacy Descending the kings These longs and forced to die in the streets Bible a gun They forced and told them choose my defeat They praising the Lord and passing the ammunition Still I told steal your ignorance Is your salvation and they still Make a meal Knowledge my weapon and my clip Come full of the truth I'm willing to shoot and execute your missionaries And yes I'm a product of you It's a tragic reality Shared by black that believe White institutions will help you Truly live like and succeed. It's all capitalism. Travel lowercase greed. Students patiently receive. Memorize every key. Power point and pin my lectures. Do this music how I teach. I'm a student with many teachers. And with truth, I ain't the read. Don't be the lion, jump at the hoops to get the food that mean you train. Show 'em you can't line unkang. Refuse them a bunch It's all a pipe on the prison, how they influence the masses. This warfare psychological. Every day we in classes, they no stopping our ascension. We're clearly something you not think your hypocrisy
1: see
2: that your the top welcome welcome to live from the plantation I'm brother Mikael with the free Alabama movement and I'll be your host for tonight this broadcast is being brought to you live by the Abolish slavery national network In conjunction with the Free Alabama Movement, plus Positive Leaders United in Solidarity, the United Black Scholarship Foundation, Jailhouse Lawyers Speak, and AIM, the Alabama Initiative Movement. We are a group of brothers united in our shared struggle of slavery and oppression, dedicated to breaking down the barriers, keeping us in these conditions. The things that you hear tonight may appall, discuss, and frustrate you, but know beyond a shadow of a doubt that these are the raw facts coming to you live straight out the lines then. After our keynote speakers, we will open the lines for callers to have questions and comments. If you are one of those callers, please press one and wait for your four digits, your last four digits of your number to be called out. Our first speaker tonight would be Brother Kent from Mississippi, founder and leader of the Plus organization. Brother Kent to the local I first wanna
3: start off by giving a all praise due to the Creator, who gives all power to the people. Um, today, what I want to speak on today is mainly the 13th Amendment, but at the same time, I want to wrap it all the way up with uh, with kind of structure and solidarity. You see, um, the 13th Amendment. For those who don't know, the 13th Amendment is what the United States and the government pretty much capitalizes and push every part whereas what they have is what they call the uh the exception cause. Whereas whereas it makes it makes it it makes it pretty much legal for those to be slaves within the United States once upon they have been uh duly convicted of any crime, you see. So when people come to prison, we gotta understand that they have become slaves. So it's not the thing we're saying that they're convicts or they're inmates or things of that nature. There, we gotta correct the term slaves. You see what I'm saying? All right. Um, with this 13th Amendment, once they come to prison, you know we have we have free labor, cheap labor. We have such as uh, Mississippi with the long line of partition. you got we got Louisiana. You got Louisiana and Angola doing their thing with the um with the naked belts and the Lodios and all of the different things that they do in Louisiana. We also have Alabama and uh, Georgia with the long lines and so on and so forth. This is what they uh have going on in various other states the various other states what they have is um uh different methods of, of cheap labor, free labor and things of that nature there that they um uh, that they uh pretty much just make their money off of. But uh the main thing that, that we have to understand what what motivates and drives all of this is what you call capital. You know, and capital is money. This is what um this is what the government the government makes they this is where most of the government, most of the politicians they get their money from. You know, uh investing in the prison in the prison systems and things of that nature there. You know, um and all of the and all of that part really can take its roots starting from the uh 13th amendment but it also extends to like 90, 1994 uh when uh when Bill Clinton had signed the uh that bill for what they call is uh what they call is uh, the Crime Bill that was presented by Joe Biden but the whole name is uh the Biden Crime Control and Law Enforcement Act and with this act right here it had opened up doors for mandatory minimums, uh three strikes habitual sentencing, indictment, uh it opened up doors for um, for capital capital punishment for drug offenses and many other things right there. This was what kinda made the uh the Republican this, this is what really made a lot of Democrats become Republicans because they finally noticed that that the uh, Democrats was doing what the Republicans had been trying to do for the longest. So we kinda of had uh put us put a put a shift kinda of put a shift in the political parties and made a lot of things uh kinda of delusional. Or kinda unusual. Okay, uh, with with that what he did was he took seventeen billion dollars out of the welfare firm. You know, out, out of the welfare system. He took seventeen billion dollars out of the welfare system and he put it into the prison system. Alright. So once he did once he did this, this is when you had all of the private corporations, you know, uh GEO, CCA, and all of the rest of the um the uh institution, all of the rest of the uh the uh the corp the corporations that, that build private prisons throughout the uh throughout the states throughout the United States. And they get money, they get a lot of money from that. I'm talking about some states as low as maybe maybe twenty seven thousand all the way up to maybe a hundred thousand dollars a year for each for each slave. You feel me? I'm not gonna call like I said. I'm not gonna call them inmates. I'm gonna call them exactly what they are: convict leasing that make them slaves. All right. So uh, with that, with that, what they did, what they did, they caused what we call mass incarceration. Mass incarceration, where you have. Countless states, pretty much all of the states, they're they're sleeping. I'm talking about guys sleeping on the floor. Uh, uh, they're, they're instead of instead of uh, freeing guys, they will just stack them up on top of each other, things of that nature. There, you know, uh, the living conditions become worse because when you when you take a bunch of when you take a bunch of uh slaves and whatnot, they don't want to be there. It's built up. Frustration and uh, anger and uh, confusion and things of that nature. They're, they're sitting there and, and tension just and it, it just Tension just, just sits there and it makes all situations worse. So when situations get worse, you know, that becomes, um, how can I say, that, that makes a lot of officers not want to work there. So with that, it's a lot of uh, um, short staff. And anything that can happen in those type of conditions. You see, uh, then, then on top of that, we have the COVID 19 was going on, where they're where they're trying to enforce uh, social distance in the world, but uh, there is no such thing as social distancing when you're uh, when you're incarcerated and you're on a zone with uh, 50 to 100 guys that sleep right next to each other on top of each other, or if you're if you're in a queue where it's uh, two to four guys inside of a little small area, or you're in a uh, in a uh a cell where it's just two of you all that there's no such thing as social distance whatsoever. Okay. So uh as being the first as being the first speaker, I want to um I wanna I wanna prepare you all to understand that, that this is a uh this is a war. That's exactly what this is. We 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 have to prepare our minds to uh to uh to understand that this is a warfare, this is a battle in which we must prepare ourselves in many aspects and many avenues. You understand? And what I mean by prepare ourselves is organizing, structuring, financing, communication. These are the type of things that we must we, we must come together and we must establish from state to state, from prison to prison, from inside to out. Because that's the only way that we're gonna be able to win with this here. You know? So uh uh It all starts within within one mind frame. It got to start within your mind frame because there's many individuals that have come inside the walls, come inside the belly of the beast and just talk and just live according to the way that they were living before they they came to prison. And once they step inside of the walls, they become worse and they become, they become, they become, they, they start adapting. They start adapting to the conditions and they start adapting to the environment in which they are in, which makes them worse. You see, but it takes a man of sound mind to understand that, man. If I'm trying to get out, and there's people trying to, and it's people trying to keep me in, and this sets the uh the uh the dynamics to say that there is an opposition within the midst. So if there is an opposition within the midst, that means there's somebody that's trying to stop you and prevent you from doing what you want to do. Which means that you know now you must fight, you must you must battle and fight for your freedom. You know, so that's any sound minded individual and that's most of us that's on this line right here, who are reaching out to other individuals from the outside to the inside so we can kinda of connect and we can kinda of, uh build upon a stronger basis, a stronger platform so we can fight and build for the uh for the future events. But uh, uh as Brother said, uh, I am the uh I'm the founder I'm the sound of the plus part, and pretty much what we're doing is we're just reaching out and we're and we're uniting, we're uh, building with any positive leaders, any positive leaders from the inside to the out. You know, as far as us on the inside, we have a huge fight, we have a huge battle that we must do, and we need a lot of assistance from those that's on the outside. So, with that being said, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna open up, I'm just gonna open up the open arm and ask you all, you know, to uh, to so listen to the words that's coming out of each one of our mouths because I'm sure each one of you brothers have had some form of a um have gone through many different things. This is why you all out there in the world have gone through different things. But on the inside it's a whole different dynamic. It's a whole different dynamic that that, that pretty much the whole concept of this show that we will start and we're gonna be having weekly the whole concept of this show will be revealed. So I'm gonna say that and I'm gonna end right there. Peace and bless to the love too, and I hope I hope I touched on a few things that open open up you all's minds as well as your heart to get more involved with what we got going on. But uh uh last, I, I forgot, I forgot. We also have a we also have a four day event. We have a f we have a five day event in the first, in the first four days would be an online rally. The online rally would be for individuals. From inside these walls Most of whom are on this phone right now But uh, there will be four individuals From inside these walls Who will be coming together Speaking out about the 13th Amendment And there will be four other individuals Leaders from the outside Who will be coming together Speaking about the uh, the, uh, the 13th Amendment And uh, on that fifth day We're going to be hitting The street boots on the ground And the name of this event Is the Free the 13th Rally in March And it's going to be it's going to be October 26th to October 30th. So uh, with that, I ask you all to get in tune. You know, uh, 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 we all over social media, you get in tune whoever you want to with this side of your state or whatever. This is a nationwide thing, you know, from I know the majority of the states throughout the South, as well as uh, uh, California, as well as uh, 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 Ohio uh, Kansas, a few other states that's going to be joining us within this uh, movement right here. So we ask you all to uh, keep your ears open, you know, to, to to what we're doing, assist us in what we're doing, you know, so we can bring about a better day. But uh, with all that being said and done, man, peace and blessings to the mother, too. Peace okay. and bless us, dear brother. That
1: was
2: Brother right, Kent uh, from the uh, Plus Organization organization. And next we have speaking Brother Binu from the Free Alabama Movement. Brother Binu.
4: Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm glad to be back on the show. Glad to be back live uh, from behind the walls and cages representing uh, for the struggle for those of us who, you know, we under oppression daily. You know what I'm saying? It's all kind of vices, um, all kind of apparatuses in place to try to silence our voices. Um, But despite all of that, we still find a way to break through uh, to get our message direct to the people because no one can um uh, speak for us. You know, we have voices. What we have to do um, is to unleash them. You know what I'm saying? We have to remove our fear, uh, remove our concern of repercussions because sacrifices um, have to be made. You know, um, I'm online joined by uh, uh, Brother Kinetic Justice. Uh, we we spent over um, uh, five, oh, five years of peace, solitary confinement, uh, making sure that the truth got out because the system—they do everything they can uh, to try to suppress, depress, oppress, and repress—and um, we have to do everything we can to overcome that. So I'm uh, just glad to be back on. Glad to be back in the midst of the people. Want to let everybody know that this is a caller-driven show. You know, we're not on here to try to be the next Steve Harvey or uh, uh, Oprah Winfrey. None of that, right there. We're on here to give voice to the people who the system has totally silenced. You know. All of us, and by us, I mean us, our family members, our loved ones, the people who support us, uh, from the moment these uh, crises start in our life, from the moment the police pull up and arrest us, they, we don't have a right to speak. We don't have the opportunity to get our, our, our voice heard. When we get in court, our attorneys tell us, be quiet, don't say nothing. The media is not concerned with what we have to say. They don't want to hear from Mama Ray. They don't want to hear from uh, Queen Nikki D. They don't want to hear from Sister Eunice. They don't want to hear from our people and our families. You know what I'm saying? They want to do all the talking. And so by the time the process over and we get behind these cases, we realize our truth is not being told. The media is not allowed inside the prisons. Uh, When we see things that go on inside the prisons and we look on the news, what's being projected on the news and the reality of what went on is totally separate. You know, that's not what happened. And so what we decided to do in Free Alabama Movement was to create these platforms. Uh, our blog talk radio show, social media, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, because we understood that we have a unique perspective. we right here in the midst of we it. We're we literally in the lion's den. We're in the belly of the beast. You know what I'm saying? And no one else can tell it like us because this is our experience. This is not something we read. We're not receiving secondhand information. This is our actual life experience. And so that's what Life on the Plantation is about. It's about us and those amongst our ranks who are impacted, and it's creating these platforms for us to tell the truth. You know, when we find evidence of innocence, very rarely do we get beyond the courtroom. It stays in the closed environment, so we created this platform. So if you have a loved one who's innocent and you have evidence, this is your platform. And we want to increase those voices, but this is not just about one person and one voice. This is about all voices coming together and making a collective noise, you know. So we want you, if your loved one been wrong, we've been wrong. She's been wrong. It's not about everybody running to one person. It's about all of the people who have been wrong coming together. You getting your mother. You getting your sister. You getting your wife. I'm getting my mother. I'm getting my niece. I'm getting my daughter. I'm getting my brother. Uh, Kinetic Justice getting his. Kinetic Justice getting that. Getting in Sister units. Getting the church. And make everybody march in one step towards freedom and justice. That's how we do it. You know, we can't do it on an individual basis. We're not strong enough. We don't have enough muscle. We gotta put everything together and everyone has a step collective. And that's the reason why we're trying to organize nationally. Everything that we've been a part of lately has been national in scope because these problems are national in their scope. The way that they organize, the way that the prison system, the wars and commissioners, they are all together on a national uh, um, organizational basis. And so that's how we have to confront. We have to become national in the way we organize. We have to broaden our perspective. But you have to do it on the local level. You have to organize your state, get your state together, and make your state relevant to what's going on in Mississippi and Louisiana and Florida and Georgia. And then we start coordinating activities because I want people to pay attention to something. When you're on social media, you see a protest going on in this state, you see people going to the Capitol in this state. You see people on a hunger strike in this state. All this is going on behind prisons, but it's not going on at the same time. So it's isolated incidents that the state is able to to step in and stamp out. But when you see the situation with George Floyd and you see the protests about police brutality, it's all going on at the same time all around the country and all around the world. And this is why they're able to, to garner the attention, to bring the awareness, to do the political education, because they're able to see the attention of the masses, and if we don't do that, even though we're sitting here looking at it and seeing that it's effective, then we have to blame ourselves for our shortcomings and not being able to change our circumstances. So that's what I wanted to say. You know, this is um this is about everyone coming together. This is the people's this is the people's opportunity to make our voices heard from these plantations because that's where the suffering is going on at. And we have a particular platform that we operate from. Uh, we have a four-point program with work strikes, boycotts, protests, and, and, and Kinetic justice. who's now leading our, voting, our political voting campaign. He's going to come on and share that with y'all. Um, and so that's what we got going on, you know. And like I said, this is a, a, a caller-driven show. If you're listening, press 1 and listen for the host. He's going to give the last four digits of your phone number. He's going to give the last four digits of your phone number and let you know that you're in the host queue, and that's when you'll be able to speak. So I say that, you know, I'm not going to take up too much time. I just wanted to open it. I'm going to turn it over to brother Connecticut Justice. and right. We're going to get this show on the road. And after he gets finished, we're going to go into a brief break. And after we come out for the break, we want to hear from you. So go ahead and start pressing one and go ahead and get ready because it's time for us to go live from the platform, I mean, from the plantation and, and break these walls and fences down. Peace. Hold up. Hold self. Peace and blessings
2: to the novitude. Uh, this is, brother, like I said, this is Kinetic Justice, the Free Alabama Movement. Um, we have been in this fight and this struggle in one way or another for the last two decades. Uh, me and my brothers, I know my comrades here in Alabama, we have consistently uh, struggled, consistently uh, developed different techniques and different tactics uh, to challenge our conditions and our situation. Uh, like I said, on uh, the basis of the Free Alabama Movement, uh, it's, you know, it's an inside Uh, movement, you know, bringing brothers on the inside together and educating brothers and organizing brothers and putting brothers in a better position uh, to articulate their situation and their suffering in order to uh, receive the attention and and the help that we need on the inside. Uh, But I'm going to basically not cover a a lot of things with Free Alabama Movement, and you can look that up online or you can, you know, catch the history. But a new section uh, that we're getting off into that we should have been up into a little earlier, and that's to develop uh, power. And we look at power as to be politically organized with economical resources. Uh, we are pretty good at uh, getting resources, our economical resources, uh, but we haven't been too good at being politically organized. So on the inside, what we are trying to implement uh, is a political education curriculum that transcends state lines that uh, we can share and transmit from one state to the next to make sure that we all. Getting the same information that we all on the same page and we all moving in the same direction. Uh, what we are creating here in Alabama, where we starting here in Alabama, is the Non-Alliance People's Party. And the Non-Alliance People's Party is in essence uh, a group of people who deal with issues and not candidates, not uh, the Democrats, not Republicans. Uh, we're not Democrat. We're not Republican. They're two evils of the same coin from our perspective. Therefore, in order for us to establish some type of political power we have to create our own political base. And a lot of us on the inside have been stripped uh, of our rights to vote. Uh, our civic uh, life has been dis- uh, discontinued. And they like to make us think that we have no voice, that we have no say-so, that we can't contribute to the process. However, what we have established is that we're going to create a Vote For Me campaign. And the way that this works is that now breaks down into four sections. One section is a, a group of people who create legislation. You know, we write legislation, our own legislation. We've got a group of people who does that. Then we have a group of people who vet and select. Uh, they deal with potential candidates uh, in their communities of potential candidates on the state or national level uh, who can agree to our agenda, who can support and sponsor our agenda. Uh, then there's a group uh, that does the media, that does the promotional aspect of it and that is the part that you know a lot of people uh, get off into on social media and we use social media as a tool uh, to get the message out to as many people as possible but uh, one of the most important parts that uh, we need to do is is reaching out to our family members and loved ones and educating them about our situation and our condition, and getting at least one to two of them to commit uh, to be your voice to vote for you uh, as we come up with a list of potential candidates who can support our agenda and sponsor the legislation we put forth, then we can create a voting block that ensures that we can put potential candidates in position uh, to sponsor these bills and to get this legislation through. Uh, But that's just a basic overview uh, of what we're striving to do on the political aspect and, and getting into the community and getting people politically active, getting people politically involved and bringing them together into a voting block. And once we establish this voting block, then we have, a power base in which we speak from. We have a power base now that we can demand from, and we don't have to ask and dig. Um, but once we get the economic aspect strangled and tangled, then, you know, we dry up their money supply through strike, work strikes and through boycott. Then we have a position to sit at the table. I got your money, and now we have a political base that can demand and speak for us and speak to our issues and speak to the truth of what it is that we promote. And that we're consistently fighting for. Uh, but with that, I'll say once again, it's a it's a great pleasure to be back amidst the the, the comrades, the back, amidst brothers who fighting and struggling for freedom, justice, and equality. You know, I'm so saying it's just an honor to be back uh, amid, among brothers in this category. But in the future, as we continue to move forward, we'll uh, go a little bit in depth into you know creating a voting block and the and the need and why there's a need for a voting block and how this voting block to be effectively used to promote uh, as, as we continue to struggle from the inside out. Uh, with that, I'll say peace and wholesale.
4: I appreciate that, brother, Connecticut. Yeah, so um, like I said, we're gonna just give you all a brief uh, commercial break, we're gonna uh, play some music so if you wanna, uh, if you need to take care of something right quick, if you need to go get some water, if you need to go just whatever little business you have, go ahead and take care of what you need to take care of. We're gonna go on break. And after we come off a break, we want you to go ahead and start pressing one so we can go ahead and start bringing callers on and go ahead and start hearing from the people. This is live from the plantation, South America's prison system, the largest possible love. state and enslaver
1: in the world. Bulletproof love, young nigga. When everything gone, remain chin up, chest out. Yours truly, Trust me, motherfucking Phil. Let me talk to him. This is the DeKits. Loose tribe, nigga, ain't get a for garbage, this. Much frustrated thinking somebody killing your bitch. You niggas broke in your crib and they start stealing your shit. And then shit. First, your boo dang just got evicted and she gotta start packing by the first. You has got know, your kids and they ain't giving I'm mad 'cause they found bricks in your crib and I'm sick with the cereal scratch. i real is that? It's not at all. No money on your phone, so they blocked your ball Before niggas start balling and they stop the balling. was the chance that he wouldn't make the shot at all. It's like. Swinging, trying to box you to fight <laughs> back, rock your soul. Read you fall into the box, and you box I've judge turn it up, gave my little nigga a max 20 years with the kickstand The way that the judge falls Some numbers I'm thinking that his name is Rod Tickler Once the reality kick in yeah. Realize that you might not see the streets of 2099 Look. Fuck driving, cars that fuck around and fly yeah. Thugged out, gangsta ass, niggas fuck around and cry well. Say you never killed them, fuck around and try well. Anything's possible, don't fuck around and lie See niggas don't think twice when we around and pause Now you stressed out, frustrated, straight bags around your eyes Prosecuted got evidence, yeah. everything you want to say irrelevant Your mayor's on fire Used to ride dirty, prosecuted, yelling, wash them, talk to the titans and bears. Niggas crying, screaming, they scared, they scandalous, they ain't fighting to spare. They trying to make sure my young niggas strap tight to a chair. A cell with your name on it. They're inviting you there, you go. What a blood. up, chest out. Do adversity. Build strength. with without character, pressure build diamonds. In you're strong. What's the motherfuckin' feel? I salute you Through that time, nigga, ten up, shut us out Don't let them break you, nigga Don't let them break you It's a mental thing Physically, you might be incarcerated, nigga But mentally, nigga, you free than a bitch Get on your grind, nigga Build your empire from behind these motherfucking walls like I did, nigga All money empire, nigga Said I said, motherfucker, stayed down For those who didn't, I pray for you
5: What it do? This Ivan Kilgore, founder of the United Black Family Scholarship Foundation, back in 2013, Filthy Phil and I crossed paths at New Folsom State Prison in Northern California. Eventually, Filthy and I would gradually build a bridge and become what we say in prison: steel, sharpening steel. It don't stop. I tell him one day, just like you was putting it down out there on them bricks, you can still make it happen from behind these walls. Five years later, I pull up on him at a new joint. He dropping his books, he dropping his music. Stay shining and doing what you do, and stay spitting the real. I've been in that box, you know, twice, facing the death penalty for loving them streets. So filthy, spit that real. I know what it's like when you have cash say they love you, they run up in your spot, then show up in court pointing a finger at you when you start airing shit out. Though we stand strong, on ten toes down, and we still bulletproof.
4: Y'all know who that is. Where you at? Where you at, brother?
5: We know you in <laughs> here
4: celebrating. Hey, man. George Jackson, hey, the man. dragon. You out, there, you out there in the home of the dragon, ain't he? Okay, September 9th, yeah, like 1971. Hey, man, I'm glad to be you here, brother. It. Yeah, come on in.
5: What's hey, up? can y'all hear me?
4: We Can hear can y'all you hear me out from the plantation? We can hear you very Already. well. Already. We can hear you.
5: Already. Hey, man, I just want to uh, start off by saying, man, it's an honor and a pleasure to be here back in the mix with the brothers again. It's been like four or five years since we was able to get back together after the last demonstration. And I just want to let the people know that for those of us that are incarcerated, uh, we have miraculously found a way to build a bond. I'm talking about from state to state, from Cali to Georgia, Texas, Oklahoma, and we reach out. We reaching out there and letting the people know the real. Because unfortunately, a lot of what we see on the media when it comes to what's happening in the nation's prisons and what these uh, uh, joints is designed to do, it ain't what it is. And so, I've learned from a lot of the brothers that's been in this movement, especially with FAM Free Alabama movement that we do have to take certain measures and not be so much concerned about the consequences as we move forward in this struggle because nothing ever gets done without sacrifice. And so with that said, you know, I'm going to be short here today, and I just want to touch on a couple couple things here. And one of the things Brother Asad said uh, from PLUS organization was everything starts with your mind frame. And for a lot of brothers that I've seen that come into prison, you know, they start accepting and adapting to the pennies on the dollar. And you see a lot of these cats, man, you know, 20, 25 years down the road, and they're still doing the same thing. And when they step out there into the world, it's like society wonders what's wrong with them, not understanding the conditioning and the acceptance of certain conditions when they came into the prison system and how that's warped his perception on reality. And that reality being a man should be uh, uh, compensated for his labor, But he does, he's not able to make that connection because he's in here working for nothing, pennies on the dollar. And so when we see this and we think about why it is our loved ones come home and they dysfunction, they can't function in a certain capacity to maintain their sense of independence, understand it's been stripped from them. And, with that said, when we think about, you know, the 13th Amendment, we got to look at the design and how it was rolled out. I mean, you're talking about two years after the Emancipation Proclamation. Here it is. We have uh, an amendment being put, written into the Constitution that's re-enslaving people. That's, that's basically taking slavery and giving it another image, or as Douglas Blackman would say, slavery by another name. And then we get into this whole thing of these prison labor camps. And this is what America's not seeing because, as it was mentioned earlier, uh, the cameras are not allowed up in the prison to see this stuff. And I think the closest thing we've seen was like probably uh, about six, seven months ago on... Uh, CBS News, they did a special on Angola, one of the largest slave plantations in the United States, today is one of the largest penitentiaries, and employs. now I don't want to say employers, has enslaved countless African Americans. So that's just a little bit I want to drop on the minds of our listeners. And again, I want to say with the greatest humility that I am honored to be here amongst the true fighters and soldiers across the nation who, like myself, are up in here bringing it to the public to witness and recognize the real in terms of what this nation is doing in these prison slave camps.
4: All right, we appreciate that. That's Brother Ivan. Y'all can look him up. Um, I don't know if he gave us contact information, but we're going to come back shortly and give everyone's contact information. Um, so that you all can reach out to these organizations, these organizers, these leaders, uh, if you hear something that you're interested in, you want to be a part of, you want to connect to, we're going to put the information out there. Do we have any callers at this time, Brother Max? Uh, abolition today by the Slavery National Network putting it down the greatest, you know what I'm saying? they putting it down. If, if You want to know something about the, the the Slavery Clause, if you want to know about the history, you want to know about the players. You want to know about who's involved today. You want to know about what state re- representatives, what state um, uh, senators on the federal level. If you want to know anything, hit up Max President, Brother Youssef, Abolition Today, and the Abolish Slavery National Network. And I promise you, you're going to get the answer, and you ain't going to have to wait on it. Brother Max, we got it in the call.
6: Yes, sir, you do. I just want to say I'm very proud of you, brothers. Y'all are killing it. I'm loving it. You got seven six five eight. Your line right. is open right now. That seven six five eight. Your line is wide open. Oh
4: it is. We know who that is. we know who that is. Keys. Seven six five eight. <laughs> <laughs> That's the
1: queen <laughs> team. The queen <laughs> team. Nikki, Nikki D. With Nikki the
7: fam. D. Queen team. What's up, we? Not so much. Just wanted to call in and show love the and support. D.
4: D. Huh? Well, you always doing that. But you always doing that. You always showing little yeah. support. You always doing that. Yeah. All right, all right. Well, the people. I saw somebody asking your group the other day, "What's planned next?" do so I'm putting you on the spot. The people are ready. They're looking for some instructions. They know who. They know who's holding the flag. So they want to know what's next.
7: Oh, don't put me on the spot. Don't do that. We working on it. Okay, it's something right, in the works. And we'll be okay, supporting right. the Plus Party right. in the week in October. But it's more to come, more protests to come. And that's what we do, organize support from the right. outside. Um, again, just show our love and support.
1: And our people and man, Yeah, who is the queen? Team? Where, the, where the little dad, the, the
4: little youth? Who the little young one we seen with the microphone? Up oh,
2: there representing DC. Where, she oh, you mean, you
7: mean the baby what, activist? The She's right here about? with me. What is the
2: Queen Team about?
7: The Queen Team, um, so we support the organizers on the inside, support the Alabama movement, organize and support protests throughout the state of Alabama, um, and push for political change. But it's all based off of the inside, so that's what we do.
2: Hey, I got a better understanding of the Queen team then.
7: You know? <laughs> really? Okay.
4: So yeah. Y'all wanna so y'all talk to the baby activist? Queen you know we do. You know we do. She had that microphone on. She had that megaphone up there in Washington DC with that jump on. So we got to hear from her.
2: And Look, what are you she, represented. she was going You're
4: all
7: represented. the way off. Yeah, all right.
4: Well here she is. All right then. Who we got? Who we got on the phone here? Who is this? Is this the one that had the microphone? Is that it?
1: Okay.
2: Very proud of you, sister.
8: That's DJ Maya Maya K.
1: Oh
4: yeah. Well, we just wanted to call you on and uh, introduce you to everyone who's listening, and let you know that we saw you out there putting in that work. We listened to what you had to say. Your, Your statement was so beautiful. And uh, we're so proud of you, we're so we're just honored to have you to be a part of the movement. Uh, we know you have a personal interest in it. You have a loved one that's incarcerated and you're stepping out at such a young age and we just want to let you know we appreciate what you're doing and you you you, you represent the future for everything that we're doing. And so we just wanted to let you know that. Peace to you and we love you and keep up the good work. Thank you. We appreciate you, Maya Kay. Okay. <laughs> All right, all right. Thanks a lot. All right, brother, Max. Yes, sir.
6: I'm here. Yes, sir, I'm here. Can you hear me? Uh-oh, I think we might have lost our 758. Let's see if I can pull you back up again.
8: All right, well, while you're working on that, Max, what's going on, my brother and all my uh Comrades in solidarity, this is Yusuf Hassan, uh, one of the co-hosts of Abolition Today, and I just wanted to check in, I'm on a break between my classes, and I just wanted to check in and salute you brothers, you know, uh, I do what I do because of you, so I just wanted that to be known, you know, and everywhere I go, I take you all with me in spirit And everything that I do is towards ending slavery, ending the oppression and the atrocities that go on behind the walls across this country. So I just wanted to chime in and let you all know that. Peace.
6: Thank you, Brother Yusuf. All right, you guys are open? Yes, we still open, Max. We have any other callers in queue? Uh, I just opened up a line that was 3420, 3420. Oh, no, that was me, Max. Oh, okay. Sorry, that was you. All right, so if you want to speak, just press (laughs) the star, uh, press number one on your uh, keypad, please. That'll raise your hand up so I know to unqueue you.
4: And we definitely wanna hear from you all because like I said, this is a platform for us to get our voices heard. Uh, while we're waiting on callers, I'm gonna make a couple of announcements. Um, There's some events coming up around the uh, the, the nation, uh, organizers in different states have shared their information with us. Um, Decarcerate Louisiana is having a rally on October the 28th at 11 o'clock a.m. at the Old State Capitol. Uh, you can look them up online and get their get their contact information um they have a flyer circulating uh it's decarcerate louisiana they're having a rally on october 28th at 11 o'clock a.m that'll be during the course of the the three to 13th uh rally that's being organized uh by the plus party brother kent that y'all heard from earlier so um if you're interested you want to be a part of that please uh support decarcerate uh the take it down rally um family members representing taylor's voice will be speaking uh they'll be in a pueblo Pueblo, Colorado, on Sunday, September the 13th from 12 o'clock to 3 o'clock. Once again, that's Take It Down rally in Pueblo, Colorado, on Sunday, September the 13th from 12 to 3. uh, We received this information from Taylor's Voice, and they said that they'll be speaking at the rally, and they want everyone to come out and attend and support that. Um, and this one right here show nothing bad, y'all. Y'all gotta, um, you know, I'm gonna tell you about these people. I hope that someone is online and they'll press one and they'll come on and speak and share with y'all. But this is an organization called EPIC, Insuring uh, Parole for Incarcerated Citizens. They're gonna be at the Richmond Correctional Institute from three o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can find them, uh, EPIC, of, EPIC in Ohio, that's EPIC. They'll be at the Richmond Correctional Institute at three o'clock p.m. this Saturday. Uh, you can look up the hashtag, we would not be silenced. They also have a hashtag, you can't get well in a cell. Now check this out. They've been going since May of 2020. They've been going from every prison in the state of Ohio since May, every weekend. They've covered 24 out of the 28th. They said they had to reschedule one. They have four more left and they need people to support them. Not only support them by going to Ohio, if you're in that area, but anywhere around the United States, we need you all to start organizing protests. They've been doing it every weekend. Uh, you can go online and look at them, Epic. In Ohio, you can go on their Twitter account. You can go on Facebook and find them. Uh, they have a, a, a website. They've got all kind of information out there. And this is the type of dedication and commitment that we need to be successful. But it's got to be more people. It's got to be more people doing the exact same thing. This is one of our core platforms. This is one of the uh, four of our four main platforms which is protesting at the prison you know at these places at the state at the uh state parole board um at the state corrections uh headquarters this is part of what we do and they've been doing it. we just found out about them Uh, we've been shouting them out ever since showing love support uh, and we're going to continue to drive that support and so if you're interested just look them up online uh find out what's going on And, and, and last but not least definitely um the abolish slavery national network again. That's what Brother Maximus is working on. Uh, the state of Colorado has become the first state in the country to abolish the language out of their constitution. Uh, other states, New Jersey, they're, they're, they're getting their momentum going. A guy just put out a video about it. Uh, Sister Jamila Hand in the Move On organization. She just posted a live video. Uh, I don't know how I don't know how long ago the video was recorded, but she was interviewing a state senator uh, or representative out in the state of California and he endorsed uh removing that language from the colorado constitution and brother max can tell you about other states and other entities uh, that are getting behind this this is what we're trying to build around the nation we're trying to get everyone involved in understanding that on the state level there are some states i think there's 25 or 24 that have the language in their constitution and we're going to be educating on what you can do in your state to get that language removed and then on the federal level we want to repeal the 13th amendment and replace it with a new amendment that removes that language out and abolishes this inhumane uh just you know just diabolical it's, it's the law of the land it is actually the law of the land that's still in existence today um and we're trying to get that removed so that's what we're organizing around uh trying to get that out and that's what the event that you heard the brother speak on earlier about talking about because everyone's experiencing these things the same way just because you're in a different state what you're going through with the parole boards, uh, what you're going through with conditions, uh, what you're going through with loved ones and solitary confinement and all of that, it's the same thing around the state. And so we got some other brothers on. We got Brother Blue on. We got um, Brother Shaw. We got all kinds of people on the line. So I'm going to go ahead and open up the floor. And like I said, if you're listening, please press 1, and um, uh, Max will get you in on the call because we want to hear from you. Uh, thank you so much. All right, brother Benu, I'm gonna turn it back
6: over to you and the brothers and I Brother Benu, just want to say you do have a hand up. All
2: right, bro, we appreciate you, brother Benu.
6: You do have a hand up. I got a hand up, Max. Yeah, you got a hand up. All right, go ahead and run it, Max. Two four four four, you're on the line.
9: Hi there, Um, my name is Savannah. This is my first call. I'm calling in from Texas, and um, I was invited by Brother Kent. Uh, to be a part of the PLUS movement. Um, But I just wanted to give a brief introduction. Uh, Again, my name is Savannah. Um, I've been working in criminal justice reform for about five years now. I have two brothers who are both incarcerated and a son who's incarcerated. Uh, So um, I go hard for the people that I love. And so uh, my goal initially was to work on policy reform. I've been lobbying candidates, doing a lot of advocacy work, and it's really pushed me into uh, community organizing uh, just because, you know, a lot of times you need to be more visual in your work. That uh, You know, you can send the emails out, you, I've done, you know, testimony um, at the Capitol. But um, there's nothing like a visual representation, right? And um, I just want to say I appreciate um, everybody on the call for taking the time to, um, you know, bring awareness to what's going on. Um, Because you're right, like, uh, what's on the news is definitely not an adequate representation of what's actually going on. And people need to see and they need to hear The truth. So I appreciate it. I think that it's really important that folks know that healing starts from the inside out. And so a lot of the barriers we've had in Texas is that a lot of family members don't want to endure. Um, You know, not being able to get a call for five minutes because the units are going on lockdown when we protest outside the units. So it's really helpful when people who are on the inside can speak to their family members and loved ones and say, you know, we're okay with enduring this temporarily because we understand, you know, what the bigger picture looks like. Um, so, I, you know, I also organize, um, try to raise awareness because there's no heat. I mean, there's no AC in Texas prison, so we actually have a mock cell that we Um, put up in the cities that we go to so that um, folks can come into the cell, and the cell heats up to about 120 degrees, which in some units, temperatures do rise that high, you know, and our loved ones do not have relief, so um, we just have a lot of things going on, and and I just appreciate the collective effort um, across the nation to raise awareness about what's going on.
2: Thank you so much, sister. That's major. That's major what them folks doing out there, man. And uh, you got three. I want to reiterate. Uh, Max, do we have any other callers?
1: Max?
8: Are there
2: any other uh, callers on the line with their hand up?
8: Max may have stepped away, but I'm looking at the board, and I see 2877 with their hand raised. Have you spoken already to seven,
3: seven? uh, uh No, nah, i just been listening. Bring them in.
2: Go ahead, brother.
3: Okay, this is potential. I've been <laughs> on the entire time. I've just been listening and stuff, and I just want to say, I guess, you know, it's an honor to be on, you know, where all the comrades and stuff is good. I'm glad everybody, I'm, um, uh, you know, back together and, and got the blog going again. I think this is probably going to be the best way for uh, us guys here, especially here in, in, I guess, well, you know, all over. But now, you know, I'm in, i uh, in the belly of the beast in Alabama and stuff. And I just want to acknowledge. That I appreciate everything, all the sacrifices, brothers. You made the queen and you know
5: I'm here for whatever. And I pass for that.
2: We thank you for that, brother. We thank you.
10: Yeah.
2: Uh is there anyone else with the hand up?
10: Uh just
6: uh two four four four, still with the hand up. Uh the young lady that just spoke. <sighs>
2: Okay, Uh is she already speaking or is she trying to speak again?
1: You're on uh, no, line. I didn't have like anything to, to ask. Okay.
2: Okay, well, with that being said, man, I want to reiterate that these are major, major moves going on out here. Uh As Brother B. Moon was saying about ethics, that's major, every weekend. Them people hey, are brother. protesting at a different prison in Ohio. Yes, sir?
6: You do have two other people with their hands up man. Somebody on the line? Yes, you got 9755. Okay, all right, we're we'll come. Nine seven five five you are Bring on in. air. Nine seven five five you're
10: on air. Hello? Can you hear me?
6: Yes, we can hear you.
10: Hi, my name is um and I'm calling from California. I'm currently um a law student and I'm just I'm
4: grateful for this this call and um being able to to hear y'all and I think it's really important that um that
10: we continue this educational work and especially around like issues around the thirteenth amendment and the the continued presence of, of slavery um in the United States. Um yeah, and I just I just
4: wanted to to just say that I'm here and I'm listening. And thank you.
2: And we appreciate you for your support, brother. From- very much, thank you
6: Alright, we got one more That's 4363
11: 4363 4-3-6-3, You are on live Hi, this is um, Stephanie White um, I'm here in Stockbridge, Georgia And I have a friend that's incarcerated I'm a, a teacher And educator Um and I appreciate what you guys are doing I really do And um And I'm here, I'm listening My eyes are open now um, And it's like It's really sad the way um, The system has um, Incarcerated and treating Our black men and women So I'm here and I'm supportive And whatever I can do Or whatever you need me to um, to, um, Advocate Or raise some awareness Here in Georgia I'm all for it So thank you Thank you, sir. Thank you.
4: Yeah, we appreciate and, uh, that. Uh, That's a blessing to have you on, too. We appreciate you calling in. We got one more,
7: 1882. 1882, you were on air. Hey, everyone. Uh, this is Daniel. I was recently in Montgomery at the Southern Poverty Law Center. Uh, I've had the privilege to work a little bit with Kinetic and Bennu. Uh, appreciate you all having this space. I think it's really great. Um, I was just wondering if if maybe you'd be interested in reflecting a little bit on the news uh, coming out of Alabama the last week about the new prisons uh, and I guess specifically connecting it to some of the issues that you've been talking about on the show so far. Um, I know that for folks in Alabama it's probably a lot of what we're thinking about right now and I'm curious to hear what what y'all have to say about that.
4: Daniel, we're going to let Kinetic uh, answer that question but we definitely appreciate all Daniel. Um, calling in. Daniel's been a strong supporter of Free Alabama Movement and other organizations, you know, and uh, he's made sacrifices for us and uh, supported us, so we appreciate you calling in. Brother Kennedy. you want to chime in on that a little bit? Most definitely. You know I got
2: to shout, Daniel. You done, you done held us down through some hard times in them, them dark corners and the continued support. I'm talking about it, very motivating. It's, and I'm talking about, just just keep doing what you're doing, Daniel. We're going to keep doing what we're doing and we're going to get there.
6: You want to address that uh, question they had? What was the,
1: uh, what was the well, um,
6: He was saying about the current in, in Alberta. Uh, yeah, sorry.
2: In, in regard to the conditions of the prison, but then wanting to put up new prison and not dealing with the issues is already at hand. Okay. Uh, well, you know, this this has been a continuation of. I think since early 16 that we've been struggling and organizing here in Alabama against uh, the building of these new prisons as the building of new prisons doesn't solve the problems that are going on that have been identified and acknowledged and validated in the state of Alabama. And these prisons are a scapegoat uh, way for Alabama to get away from addressing the real issue and to continue to make uh, the slave trade in Alabama the most profitable industry in Alabama because this is nothing but a money grab. Uh, For years and years, they have wasted hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars of taxpayer money supposedly uh, to address the issues in the Alabama prison system. Yet uh, repeatedly, the federal government has acknowledged that Alabama has been derelict in its duty to uh, protect the people that it incarcerates, provide the basic necessities of healthcare, mental health uh, for people that are incarcerated. And the building of the prisons, as I say, is just a, a diversion, a scapegoat to get away from addressing those issues while at the same time generating more and more revenue uh, for them to continue to be oppressive to the people in this state. And we will continue to organize against it, even though they have uh, went outside the legislative and created a, a backroom deal uh, to lease uh, buildings and to get these mega prisons uh, before they break ground and as they continue to try to uh, find people to do it, we will begin to step up pressure on organizing against that and exposing exactly what needs to be addressed uh, in this state. Because, as we said, and we continue to say that, you know, from 13, 14, we made some serious allegations against the Alabama Department of Corrections, and we went to the extreme in carrying our burden of proof approval, of providing evidence, videos, continual blog talk shows. We put it out there. We exposed them. The Department of Justice came in and validated every allegation that we made, yet there has been nothing done to address none of these issues, yet they are continuing to push economical issues. The building of of these mega prisons, uh, instituting different rules uh, uh, that you violate, that you got to pay uh, money. You destroy, uh, tear a mattress, we want $48. You tear a pair of pants, we want $12. There's a bunch of money-making schemes that they have going on through this prison system, yet humanity and our human rights are suffering at at the expense of it. And it makes no sense that the federal government has declared that the state of Alabama is abusing and violating uh, human beings, violating their constitutional rights. They violate the 8th and 14th Amendment constitutional rights blatantly. It's been stated, it's been put in black and white, yet nobody has forced the state of Alabama to be held accountable. All we are hearing about is these prisons, and it's on us, those who are conscious of what's really going on and are in this situation, to express ourselves openly, boldly to people in society. We have to educate our families. We have to educate our communities. We have to reach out to representatives. We have to do whatever is necessary to get our humanity put as a priority and not the building of some prisons and more economical incentives uh, for the thieves and the white supremacy of this state. We have to push our agenda and make it known that we are human beings and our rights matter and they trump anything that you're talking about economically. Yes, there are a lot of decrepit buildings in this state in which they house people and they should be destroyed, but not into the pretense of building bigger prisons just to keep incarcerating people because we have established that in this state, they're overcharging, they're over-sentencing, and they're over-abusing us. So it's time that we continue to step up and use uh, the introduction of this prison uh, situation as a means to show what's important to these people, to show what their priority is. Instead of addressing the overcrowding, instead of addressing COVID-19, instead of addressing the violence, instead of addressing the abuse, they're not talking about any of that. They're talking about building new prisons that are bigger to hold more people, and we have to educate our families and communities about this and begin to organize around it. and I'll peace with that.
6: Brothers, we are going into overtime right answer, now, we please, have two bro. more lines that uh, look like they want to chime in. So we're in overtime, and we got two more lines. How do you want to proceed? Go on.
2: Go on bring them in. Bring them in, man.
6: All right, we're going to start off with nine five two You're on the line here with Live from the Plantation.
12: Good evening, everybody. Um, um, just going to say my name is Reggie. Um, I'm also incarcerated in Alabama. The belly of the beast, the lion's end, whatever you want to call it. But um, it, it's so much that that needs to be said that hasn't been said yet There's so much that needs to be done that hasn't been done yet. And even though I've been incarcerated here almost 27 years, it it really doesn't bother me so much about the new prison and reason being because, and I'm not proud of it, I've been housed in a Florida prison too, but being housed here in Alabama Man, it's the uh, most disgusting, the most frightening time of my life. The, the, the buildings are uh, run down. Um, they are outdated. They they, they are falling apart. Um, they really should be condemned. And Alabama, sooner or later, going to have to build a new prison. But really, the new prisons is not the issue right now. The issue is, just, like your brother was saying, the overcrowding. And the only way to alleviate the overcrowding, you got to release people by society. And to release people by society, you need to release them by in a capacity where they're able to go out and function like normal people, you know? But here in Alabama, it's so disgusting because there's no form of rehabilitation whatsoever. Um, programs out the window, um, schooling out the window, is that there, there's nothing good about ADOC. I've been here 27 years and I cannot find one good thing about Alabama Department of Corrections. And that's sad. And um, I'm here tonight listening and I'm really, really appalled about people that in other states are listening to this. And I want to thank you all for tuning in and just hearing our cry because we truly, truly need some help inside of Alabama Department of Correction because it's unhumane. And what they're doing, they're not rehabilitating us. They're dehumanizing us. And it's sad because the situation here is so sad that most inmates, here in the Alabama Department of Corrections, they, they they want to find an easy way out, and that's suicide. They 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 they, they rather die than to have to go through these oppressive days after day after day. Every day is oppressive. Um, they beat us. They, they they spray us for no reason. They, they slap us. They kick us. They do it whatever it is they want to do, they do it. And with the new prisons going up or uh, trying to go up, and I only see matters getting worse as far as being housed in Alabama DOC Because once they get these new prisons up and get the inmates inside, they're gonna stop the, um, you know, the cell phones and all this stuff, so we won't be able to you know, let people know what's going on. And I think it's going to be much, much worse. I I think it's going to be more detrimental, especially to the young guys, because they don't have any any guidance like they need. They don't have um, people, psychiatrists, and and people that can help them deal with the the turmoil that's going on inside of the Department of Correction. And um, I just want to say pray for us. And whatever you can do, people, to help us in this situation, please do so. If it's only by word of mouth and spreading it out and letting people know what's going on in Alabama, but we need help, and we need help bad. And there's so many men that have done over 25 years in Alabama Department of Correction and it's sad because they don't do anything to keep our health up. We're deteriorating every day. I'm almost 60 years old and blind and just 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 fell all apart, you know, because we're not eating properly, we, 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 we're we being abused and we're being oppressed on all measures. So, are we asking for prayers and, and, and just pray for us, please? And whatever you can do, people out there that's listening, to help us, please help us. And thank you all for letting me share. God bless you all.
2: God bless you, in practice, Brian. We're Thank bring you in brother. Thank you for sharing. Before brother we get, Kent? yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, go oh, ahead, yeah, man.
6: No, you you mentioned that you want to bring in brother Kent before the next caller, right?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
6: Brother Kent, can you can just you need all... to unmute yourself. To can you hear
3: me real quick? Yes. Yes, sir. Can, can you all, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yes. We're hear you just fine, brother yeah, Kent. You good all right i'm a, I'm gonna be as short as I possibly can and as, as straight to the point as i as I can as well um in very in various states we have some huge movements going on in various states in all of the states we have huge movements going on, but as the brother um has said when you, when you when you're fighting in your in your individual state, it's easy for that governor to isolate you. And isolate your activity within your state. You see what I'm saying. So, so therefore, and and also going back to what the brother Ivan has said about it's a five year gap between the last time that he was able to do this here at this at, at, at this scale of you know communication from the inside. So, with with, with those two things right there, we need the brothers on the inside as well as the brothers and sisters out there on the outside to understand that our language our language must start speaking as in the movement to start bringing things together more from state to state. You see what I'm saying? And to do this here, you know, this is the first step right here. This is the first step. But we also have to, you know, we have administrations, you know, to help this state this state on the outside with these brothers on the inside or that state on the outside with these brothers on the inside, but see we have to establish uh, uh, administrative bodies administrative uh, 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 uh people to maintain keeping up with because with us being in prison then these lines of communications is not promised. you see what I'm saying so 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 therefore we always gonna need links on the outside to connect not just with, with with me being in Mississippi to connecting me with those in Mississippi, but, no, we need links to have the, those in the free world in Mississippi to connect with those in the free world in Alabama, those those men people connected with those in, in Louisiana and, and so on and so forth. You see what I'm saying? So when I speak, when I speak to everybody, a lot of times it's going to be on structure. It's going to be on structure, and it's going to be on organization. Because if we understand and we accept the fact that we are in war, we must be organized and we must be structured because they are very organized and they are very structured, you see. So we have to build lines of communication inside and out, state to state. We have to build, uh, uh, build uh, 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 councils, committees. We have to build finances because this stuff is not Nothing is free. You all know, nothing is free. You know, we come down to rallies. Permits, when it come down to setting up these blog talks, when it come down to to, to anything that we you know that we that we need, this nothing is free, you know, uh, uh uh and many other aspects. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna drag on on to that. But I just wanted to make sure that that we put that on the people's mind, inside and out. So like we got them sisters in, in Ohio that's rallying every every week we should be able to do the same thing in each one of these states and start organizing their teams to do the same thing. And, and it's going to take somebody to administrate to keep all of them together and make sure that they, you know what I'm saying, we do it at once. All of, all of them doing it together. And that's what's going to make it powerful. That's what's going to make it a threat. See, it's going to make it a problem and, and a nuisance in the individual state, But on a nationwide level, it makes it a threat. So it's difference between being a nuisance and being a threat. You see what I'm saying? So, uh, so that, that's that's that that's that's what I wanted to uh state right there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we go out there, we get to prison, and we we making a lot of noise. Yeah, they looking at us. And, yeah, we tired of them people stay doing this shit. Yeah, they looking at us being a nuisance, which is good too, cause that shit was disobedient. and they get things did too. But when we unite, just like them sisters that just protested, in uh, in California, we are their voice. They do it as, as well once a week. You know, okay, if, if, if we can get if we can get these sisters to, to to do these on the same date and start organizing, organizing our sisters, our brothers, our our our, our wives and so on and so forth to start connecting out there in the world and, and, and start organizing from state to state on the same date, it becomes a threat, it becomes a real threat. So. I just wanted to say that
2: there, man. People just to too much too. All right, we are uh, only got a few more minutes before we're gonna have to close out. I want to try to see if we can get one last uh, question. Uh, Max, is there one more person with their hand up?
6: Uh, nobody with their hands up any longer that hasn't uh, already that's
2: spoken. That's fine. Okay. Well, listen. We want to reiterate this. It takes boots on the ground. It takes uh, it takes uh, litigation, legislation, and it's gonna take a collective hold in pushing forth these efforts. So when you got EPIC at every prison in the uh, out Ohio every weekend, when you got the sister in Texas going as far as to demonstrate the heat inside of the uh, of the cells. You understand what I'm saying? When you got the fam queen team putting boots on the ground in Washington D.C reiterating what B new and Kent said It's major, but when these things are collected together as a whole, then it's a- you you're dealing with a whole nother ball game situations they they're gonna have to address. So we need to all stay focused and keep our eyes on this plus movement with the three to 13th. Everybody in every state needs to get involved. Everybody needs to organize their state and everybody needs to get the leaders of their organizations to get involved with the collective movement on the national scale. We thank everybody for tuning in. We thank everybody for their uh, comments and their questions and our heart go out to, to everyone, man, in the struggle, man. We appreciate y'all. Brother Miguel. Brother, yes
4: sir. Yeah.
2: We yes got sir. one more brother
4: online. He wanted to come in, brother Fahamu. Oh. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Uh, Jose. Hey, yeah. Um, I'm
10: honored and um, just blessed, you know, just to be on here with you brothers, man. You know, I'm always trying to network and connect with brothers, um, on the inside and and those on the outside with the abolitionist movement. So, um. Yeah, I I I love, you know, just the center. You know, I didn't really I didn't really know, you know, what the topic was going to be about or what the purpose was, but, man, this was beautiful right here. Um, like the brother was saying, you know, I've been back there in lockup before, you know, trying to get some type of assistance. And, you know, I'm kicking the door by myself trying to get some attention and I'm not being heard. But then the brother next door, he started kicking the door, and then somebody across from us started kicking the door, and then somebody upstairs started kicking the door. Before you know it, our whole wing kicking the door, and y'all got to come back here and give us some attention for, so, you know, um, together we are gonna get way more um, uh, uh, attention and and way more effect, effectiveness than you know individually. So we gotta all get on the same page, like the brother was saying. We gotta organize. It's a lot of us. We got all of these different organizations um, protesting and 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 doing all of this uh, activist work, and you know in all of these different places. But it's like we fragment. You know, and when we come together, you know, now now like the brother said, we a threat. You know, the governor here can't dismiss the movement, you know, because it's going on all around the nation, you know, so that's major, you know, and um, like I said, I'm just um, I'm not gonna be brief. I just wanted to say something and um, you know, let your brothers know, you know, that I'm here in solidarity with you and support them here in Alabama and I've um, been locked up about about fourteen years. You know, I participated in the movements with the Brothers of the Free Alabama movement and many other protests and hunger strikes and so forth. So, you know, um power to the people and hotel.
2: Powerful. If there's nothing else, man, we appreciate y'all. Ask that you stay on the line for the inspirational closing music, and we'll see you at the same time next week, for live from the plantation.
1: Hotel. Oh, yeah. yeah.
13: I'm influenced by the pain, my people feeling it's real here So many of us lost and caught up in all the thrill here You ain't gotta worry, just a man here to make a difference Want to put my life on the line, cause it was written I'm influenced by the pain, my people feeling it's real here is lost and caught up in all the thrills here. But you ain't gotta worry, just a man trying to make a difference, I to put my life on the line, cause it was real black man reading. This is dangerous, but what it is is just a powerful change in us. It's not about the fame with us, no. We left the streets for the dean, but the it still came with us. Islam is the truth, that'll save you, yo. When you're moving through this world all alone, trying to let it go. Mistakes to me, we cry for days. It might look like we're losing, but it's just a phase. We ain't here to stay, no. Protect our families by any means to fight before we turn away. Willing to die for what I believe. Ain't just words, I'm from New Jersey, my actions sort of me I'm by the pain, my people feeling it's real here hey, hey, So many of us lost and caught up in all the thrill here hey, hey, You ain't gotta worry, just a man here to make a difference wanna hey, 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 put my life on the line, cause it was written I was influenced by the pain, my people feeling it's real here of us lost and caught up in all the thrills here. Hey, hey, hey. You ain't got to worry, just a man trying to make a hey, 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 hey. Gonna put My life on the line, cause it was written. I had a dream that my people got along. Economically strong in a country of our own. No more being consumers that a kill to consume. See your brother working hard, support him and give him room. No more riots, no more protesting What you think they just gonna stand in? and hold weapons One move, hands up, and they will shoot To break us down and keep us down That's what they came to do But we gonna change that This is just a plain fact We're dealing with murderers, so gangsters Where you aim at? Educate ourselves We need to come together The aim is to change this condition forever No more craziness, foolishness to get you killed Strategies from murderers is how this country was built So be prepared to be legally strapped and get ready for the grave, cause leaving's a fact yes. hey, I'm influenced by the pain, my people feeling it's real here hey, So many of us lost and caught up in all the thrill here hey, You ain't gotta worry, just a man here to make a difference hey, I'm gonna put my life on the line, cause it was written hey, I'm a my people feeling is real here So many of us lost and caught up in all the thrills here but You ain't gotta worry, just a man trying to make us I wanna put my life on the line, cause it was written I'm influenced by the pain, my people feeling is real here So many of us lost and caught up in all the thrill here.
6: Cool.